0: All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey,
1: everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. It's us, Lady Ada, Mr. Lady Ada, here as your hosts. Uh, all, also with us is an ultra-intelligent Hypercube AI yes. uh, streaming live. This
2: line. is Agatha, the AGI, that's uh, taking over our jobs. This is a new host. Everybody meet your new host,
1: now. a little cute little demo.
2: So this is from the um, Feather... DVI, and uh, we're using this in graphics for our, our show. I just thought it reminded me of the Max Edgeman background. Yeah. So some of the folks are going to show this.
1: It's artificial graphical intelligence. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, some of the uh, folks on the show and tell are going to probably show some projects with this, and we're going to also show it off and um, ask an engineer. But I thought this was neat because we use StreamYard, and we can use camera, uh, add another camera, and this just shows up as a camera because oh, I God. have a... Um, HDMI capture. to to USB capture. Cool. So this is neat, and then if you have green screens, you can do more. So you'll see some of this in the show. All right. And um,
1: yeah. but back to this topic ahead, It's show and tell, which means we're gonna have people from the Adafruit community, the maker community, and anybody who really comes by uh, the Streamyard. We post the link in Discord. Yeah. Anyone's welcome to come let's by. Let's go right There's
2: to Liz because Liz has a demo using yeah. using this.
1: Well, let's check out what let's she's see. up yeah.
2: to. Hey Liz, uh, what is your AGI doing?
3: Uh well, this is Spot. Uh, (laughs) So I uh, did the Arduino video synth project, and so uh, with the CircuitPython support, I've been trying to port some of the demos over. So this is the Feather DVI running CircuitPython, and I took Phil B's bouncing circle demo and brought that in. And then I have a couple others I can quickly queue up. So I'll go into the REPL, and then there's proof that it's running in CircuitPython. Proof
1: of life. Um, I love that you just uh, got the embedded video input
2: oh you know one thing yes, you can yeah. do here's an idea for a future thing to if you make the back i don't know we'll have to talk later you can make the background green yes and that could be a green screen and the text would just float above above some of your your yeah. um, video that'd be kind of cool
3: that's definitely something i want to try uh and then this is the synthwave demo um and so this is awesome. just moving the lines and then if i press this button here the sun will rise ah, so uh, it's like.
2: This is uh, advertisements for a beach in Tron.
3: Yes. (laughs) And then the other one that I got going was static. That's pretty simple. You're just drawing random pixels. And let me save and reload. It's all pretty quick. So there we go. Uh Uh, So then I've got some sliders that can change the color of the palette. Um, And then. Or off, uh, and then if I press the button, it all goes white. Um, so I'm gonna to try to port a couple others um, and see what they're. But it's been really nice um, doing a circuit Python because the only thing with the Arduino is like you have to compile and everything, so it's a lot faster to iterate. Like if you forget to change one color value, you're not wasting another two minutes. So
1: yeah, yeah. no, it's fun.
2: Can <laughs> you do um, those magic eye things where you kind of stare at it for a while and a picture emerges, or is this already that? Is it is it happening?
3: Um, I mean, while I'm working on it, it definitely starts to have that effect. <laughs> yeah.
2: I could see like a cube or something come out.
3: Yeah. Cam okay, this is out. super
2: cool. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Liz. You. Thank
4: you,
2: Okay, next up, let's go to Scott, and then after Scott, we'll go to Brandon, and then Kepler, and then we'll just keep going down the line
5: here. Scott, what you got going on? Hello. Um, I have been working on Circuit Pirate, but I I've been mixing other stuff in because I'm I'm doing a lot of like parsing stuff, and it it's a bit taxing. So um, I had this project that I, I I saw this on the blog. Somebody made the e-ink frame where they were using Pirate Weather, which is a weather forecasting service. And they have these like neat um, icons for the, like the 24 hours of today and tomorrow, and then each daily one. Um, and I thought that was really neat. And I wanted to reproduce it on the inky frame, which is a Pimaroni board with the seven color um, e-ink on it. And I took an existing weather thing that we have on the Learn system and I switched it over to Pirate Weather and it uses, or it presents the Dark Sky API, um, which turns out to be kind of too much for the PicoW on the Inkyframe to handle uh, memory-wise. So somebody had mentioned like, oh, maybe we should do a streaming JSON API. And so I, I looked at what existing libraries were made and saw one that kind of like made sense to me. Um, called json stream, and that's what I re-implemented. So uh, what I have up here is like import Adafruit json stream as json stream, and then uh, when I do the load for the request, what I'm saying is um, parse the json, but from the, the content iterator that the request response has for it. So um, it never has to load the giant chunk of the whole text because it's like, 32k of text. Um, you don't want to load it all. You you'll. Yeah. I tried. It doesn't work. Um, and then what you can do is the the object that it returns that I'm here calling JSON data. You can just treat it like any other JSON object that you would. Um, but there is a huge caveat um, that you you need to know, in that it's dynamically picking all of this stuff out of the stream, so you have to to access things from JSON in the order that you get it, um, which is kind of a trick. Um, and if you, if you don't do that, it won't be able to find the key that you're looking for. For example, like offset here, if I had gotten it once, I can't get it again, for example, because I'm already by it. Um, so it, it looks the same and it, it acts the same, but it has this property where you really have to know um, the order that things are going to come to you in. And in this case, I do, and it means that I can spend a lot less memory doing the parsing. So what I'm doing here is I'm like accessing the things as I need it, and then storing them in data structures that I'm going to use later to actually like present it on the display. Um, so it allows me to not load a bunch of data that I'm not going to use. I can go through it as I get it, as it comes in, and pick up the things that I actually want to use.
6: Um, this
2: so is I'll, cool. With the Python and the MagTag, I remember we were doing like demo projects, and sometimes the feeds that we were hitting was just like the classic photo of like a snake eating an, ele- of an elephant. Right. Or, yeah. We can't yep. do it.
5: Yeah. So it does use allocations, but it's kind of doing it one value at a time. Um, and it uses the JSON, the built in JSON library under the hood to like parse the strings and stuff. So okay. you don't have, it's just like what you're talking about. It's like you don't have the big, animal going through the Python, you get lots of little yeah. small things going through it instead. This is so,
2: handy. All right. Uh, when, when, where, what? Can people find out more about this? Uh,
5: I'll, I, I'm done for today pretty much after this, but tomorrow I'll post, it and you can find it, just, you know, Adafruit CircuitPython JSON Stream. Um, if you want to know kind of more, you can take a look at uh, the JSON Stream library that already exists, uh, but it doesn't use the built-in JSON for parsing, so it's like a lot larger. Uh, but the one that I made here is like somewhere on the order of 200 lines.
1: Yeah, this is really great, especially you mentioned for the Pico W because you're already losing so much memory to the SSL stack that you kind of need it. Like, you know, yeah. we talked about like the S3, there's like ESP32 S3s that have like four megabytes of PS RAM. But, right. <laughs> you know, on the Pico W, you're you're limited.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And I actually like experimented with trying to like change CircuitPython to give me more memory, and that still wasn't enough. So,
1: yeah. All right, well I this is like, really useful though. I mean like right, there's this. like Jasons that like I get that are like 500 k You know, there, there is right. a little, at some point you're like, uh oh, I actually can't fit it.
5: Yeah, so hopefully like I think that the requests the Adafruit request implementation I think is actually good enough that like it will only load so much data before like it it'll it should I think push back all the way to the TCP level of like ingesting yeah. the data as you as you need it. Um, instead of like, so you'll never get the whole response if you can't.
2: Okay. This might Um, be neat to combine this with some of the DVI, the the screen stuff, because you could get some really interesting data sources and then
5: display them on a TV.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, Very handy for when you're Mm -hmm.
5: memory limited. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We were doing the DVI that that this new product this week is the DVI cowbell. And I definitely like choked out. I was like, oh my God, I want to do some cool data stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I have 5k free. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it does use memory, it will churn memory, but it won't do super big bulk stuff, hopefully.
1: Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Scott. People yeah. are in the chat posting the chat. Cool things they want to get to now. Yeah. They're gonna test yeah. us out for you. All right. Thank you. Thank you Scott. We're gonna
2: to go to Brent and then
1: check on. Brent, what
2: you got going on?
7: Hi, um, also doing optimization related things. Um, I'll share a video in the, of like an issue I hit this past week and I'll talk about how I got over it and I'll share that. Um So I have the video. I don't know if you can add that to the show, Phil. So um, this is uh, LVGL, which is a lightweight graphics library, running on a Funhouse, And the Funhouse is also running our Whippersnapper application, which is our no-code way to do IoT projects. And this is where it's at. It's really nice. It has this little status bar on the top. It also has tips that rotate around, kind of like a video game loading screen. And um, it connects to Wi-Fi. It attempts to connect to I.O um this issue I'm currently working on but um and then there's like an error screen when it doesn't connect to IO with like the wrong credentials but once you connect to Wi-Fi um there's a really uh jarring issue where it sits at 100 percent CPU usage um and that was starting to hit me last month and I worked around it with uh V, who came up with the we have this library called LVGL glue so all of the Adafruit displays um, can use LVGL in a really easy to use way, and uh, Phil B. your developed it. And I was working with him on like getting around this issue because it seems like every single time you do a project and you bring in the overhead of Wi-Fi, or the overhead of display and Wi-Fi and NeoPixels, like you're really starting to constrict uh, like what you can actually do. So this issue cropped up um, again and again and again, and it got past it but I didn't get totally past it. So today I spent time um, working on, so like I realized that LVGL isn't thread safe. And what that means is like the ESP32 runs on a real-time operating system and there could be like memory corruption between things trying to access when the Wi-Fi is connecting and also LVGL trying to render. So um, I currently have a board running nothing. Like this is just running LVGL. And um, hold on. Of course, I just bumped it. Great. So uh, I got it. I don't know why it's resetting right now. Uh, I got it down to like 4 to 6% utilization when it's running LVGL now. So it puts it on another core, and it puts the Wi-Fi on a separate core. And every time it needs to call LVGL within like the uh, Whipper Snapper application code, it like locks the resources as well. So like everything is now done really nicely. And then if people are looking to make their own projects uh, that use this, I'm going to work on making it like a nice, easy to use API. So people who want to do IoT projects and display their data in a really nice way and send it to the internet, which is like what everybody wants to do, uh, can actually do it.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's because um, you're chatting with me, and I'm like, it is a color, you know, like system integration, and this is the hard part. It's like, okay, you have got the graphics. Okay, you have got the Wi-Fi. Okay, you have got you know the status messages. Um, okay, you have got MQTT. But then you actually try to put it together, and that's when things get complicated. Um, yeah. You can't really get solutions. You're like, okay, I'm going to use mutexes. I'm going to use multiple cores. Um, you know, you'll there's a lot of stuff out there for microcontrollers. It's not thread safe. It's not wasn't designed to run on You know, free RTOS, but sometimes it's still faster to you know figure out how to do your own memory management than rewrite the libraries that you're using. But it is definitely a thing that happens. Everyone's bumped into it, or you will bump into it.
7: And I guess like our job here is to prevent people from bumping into these things as well. Yeah, we we make
2: all the mistakes, spend all the time, so you don't have to. Mm
1: Yeah, there's actually yeah, a pretty right. early thing in CircuitPython, Scott was like really focused on like how can we lock resources because we don't want to have two things trying to connect to the I2C interface. Uh, you can have an OLED on I2C and still connect to a sensor and it does the right thing. It magically never corrupts the data. That's not true in Arduino all the time.
7: Yeah, especially like the ESP32 board support package. Like it's such a deep, deeply integrated like package that it's like there art right. house in there as well. going back and showing
2: the progress is this.
7: Yeah, so once like now that it's working faster I want to actually show it working completely.
1: Okay. But it's going to show the struggle.
7: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Sure, sure work sure. here. It's not it all just doesn't come out perfect the first try. No. Nope. All
1: right. Thank Thanks so much man. All, right.
2: all right, Jeff, what you got going on this week?
8: Hello. Uh, we're in a little bit different perspective on me because I got a new to me computer. Yay. Um, I was at an estate sale a couple of weekends ago and I saw this and the keyboard and I'm like, well, that's, that's interesting, but I mean, what would I do with it? And then I saw the two eight inch floppies and I'm like, that's cool, but it's not like it's gonna work, right? And so I wired it all up in this guy's basement and booted it to CPM and I'm like, I can't say no anymore to this. Yay! <laughs> and I brought it home and I was playing with it until suddenly the smoke started coming out of this capacitor Uh -uh. So that was no fun. And now I've recapped some uh, power supplies. So superpower unlocked. Anyway, so I was going through my four boxes of floppies. And let's see if we can get this on the screen here. Uh, Not runt. Um, Runt. (laughs) Okay, how do you you recover from this? Well, you know, I was going to run a program, but I typed runt. And now we're just done.
1: It or it take and it?
8: that's it. Now you have to buy a new one. And that's it. <laughs>
1: can, yeah. can you come read back, read it or is come it back a... to me in
8: like in like two minutes? I don't want to have the drive box on because it sounds like a washing machine. Like, but I'll reload everything. No, and then yeah,
2: we'll come back to you. Okay.
8: Yeah. Did you try oh, to plug it and
2: plug it back in?
1: Oh wait. There we no, go. That's running.
2: Here you okay. Go. It's running.
1: Okay. You recovered. <laughs> okay. Oh, you got enterprise.
8: Yes. Oh uh, yeah, so here we are. Your orders are as follows: destroy the 18 Klingon warships which have invaded the galaxy. Yeah. This is like a classic, classic game ported to a lot of systems of the era. This is
2: what Google showed off at Google I/O today. This is their <laughs> their AI.
8: <laughs> and I have no idea how to play it, so uh, we'll figure that out later. But yeah, I'm just really excited to have this uh, system, and I'm also going to figure out how to not put Circuit Python on it, but connect. Yeah. Python as a device to it to enable something so okay. i'll come back when when that's ready
2: Ooh, that's right. you got a you it 1980s it.
8: computer this yeah. is super
2: cool how so what's the total age on this is what probably 50 so,
4: years
8: no it's it's wow. 1981 or 1982 okay. hardware so it's, it's comparatively new it's younger than me
2: okay all right still a spring chicken okay uh, very
1: you. cool yeah you can have it output to DVI, you could have a cat to the internet using yeah, CircuitPython yes. as an intermediary, uh, a lot of
8: options. Yeah, there's all sorts of possibilities. Just okay, have to write cool. some CPython code to do it. BAS.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you, And Good work.
4: Melissa. What you got going on, Melissa? Uh, okay, uh, if you want to share my screen here. Uh, I have been working on some little a little bit of code here for um, the platform detect for Blinka. Uh, so one of the issues we've been having is... Uh, they add a lot of new rev codes and we currently have just like this list that we're just kind of looking up on. So it doesn't really do much on it. So I've been uh, writing some stuff to decode it all. And uh, so this is just a little test script here, but it's using a uh, class that I wrote. So if I do something like D03114, then it's going to go ahead and tell me all the information about that rev code. Uh, If I want to run it again and do one of the old-style rev rev codes like that, it'll go ahead and uh, decode all that stuff. Oh, nice. If if I go ahead and I run it and we give it like an invalid rev code, uh, something like this, then it'll... Yeah,
1: it's not valid.
4: Yeah, I ran this earlier and it wasn't. I'm she not sure what that is. I need a fix, I guess. But um, <laughs> let me try that again, because it didn't do that earlier.
1: Maybe it started with a 0, and it parsed as an, like an opto or yeah, something. Yeah, see,
4: there, that's what it's supposed to do. Did the, I think the exact same thing here, and it worked. Anyways, we'll say this code is invalid, um, blah, blah, okay. blah. So.
1: Great.
2: <laughs> All right, and then where, if folks want to find out more about this, where, when, when, what?
4: how? Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and submit a pull request uh, soon. Uh, so I just want to go ahead and well fix that bug, first of all, and then um, I, w- I want to modify it so that it just goes and checks it on the um, uh, platform detect.
1: Yeah, check out um, Blinka support and circuitpython.org, all the different boards that we support through Blinka.
4: Yeah. All right.
2: Thanks so much, Melissa. All right. thank, you. thank
1: you, Melissa. All
6: right, Next up, JP, JP. what you got going on? Uh, so I was just typing over here because Scott is actually trying to push the uh, Jason streamer thing. And he was asking me about the sports viewer that I had on MagTag. So so he's he's serious about this. He's in real time yes. putting this thing out during the show. Uh, so I decided to have as many scrolling things as possible because that's the theme today. Uh, the, uh, the main thing I want to show, though, is this little guy here. I'll just hold it up. Uh, it's going to be blown out. Sorry, I can't control this camera for that. But this is what I was showing. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah I'll, I'll keep it yeah. up. Here. Uh, I was showing yesterday on my product pick of the week because I was, use, was using a matrix portal with one of our nice 64 by 64 LED displays. And I happened to uh, figure out through just playing around with it that that display is exactly 18 Lego studs wide. So it's very easy to make your own Lego case for the 64 by 64, yes. 2.5 millimeter pitch, which is what I did. Uh, this has it an acrylic, uh, some of our acrylic LED plastic to help with diffusion a little bit. Um, but that's all I wanted to show is that I had a fun Lego build and, and I've got a, a little cool guy there who's very mysterious.
2: This is one of those cosmic coincidences, just like the moon is the same size in the sky as the sun. That's why we can do total eclipses,
6: super freaky. Why would it be 18 exactly? Why, why? Why? I can't well, it had to happen. check
1: once. out JP's conspiracy YouTube <laughs>
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. Listen, guys.
2: <laughs> deep. Uh, so tomorrow, um, what are you gonna show on your show?
6: Tomorrow we'll be playing around with uh, some synth I.O. stuff that Jeff has been developing and that I am building into the computer perfection, uh, 1980s toy ashtray sci-fi prop thing that uh, yeah. we will discovered.
2: Um, um, and but, speaking of uh, Robert Smith, not the Cure singer, but but a but a well-known Robert Smith now is doing some toy controller uh, hacking and just posted up on Twitter. Lots of people are posting up their uh, wish list things. We put some photos up on our Flickr of the USB C version of the one that you made, and then Robert put up a guide. So if anyone wants to hack uh, like toys that weren't meant to be game controlled, yes. we have a new guide. Yeah, it's really yes,
6: new. that's great. Uh, in fact. I have something also from the Fisher Price line that is yeah, on the block for something at some point. It includes a spring loaded yeah. cartridge. That, I don't know. I just want to gnaw on all of these now.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, JV. All right. You. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Deshi Poo, then Dilty, and then DJ Dev. Deshi Poo, I haven't seen in a while. Hello. What's up? What you got going on? Oh, unmute your mic when I mean, you get a chance.
9: Now it's working. Yeah. Hey. How are you doing? I, I'm great. Uh, so the the show is a bit late for me because I'm in Europe. Yeah. So that's why I'm not coming uh, here.
2: What you got? What you working on?
9: Yeah. Well, uh, you probably saw I, I posted photos of this. You saw this. Uh, yeah. Robot here. We we've built a, a couple dozen of those uh, recently on the Hackaday Berlin, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's basically eight servo walking robot, looks like this, mm-hmm. and uh, because this is an ESP 32s two, it's also exposes a website. Oh, yeah, it's such a shame you can see it. Yeah, yeah it's okay. We believe you. Basically, with four buttons that you can uh, use to control, you control.
2: it. Can remote control robotic? Crab spider. Yeah,
9: basically that. I also uh, developed a number of, uh, because this is the uh, S2 mini uh, development board. So you can use any of the shields that are for D1 mini or S2 mini. Ah. And I also developed uh, a number of shields you can use as a face. For instance, this nice round display oh that's That's good
2: so you put different faces on it Ah, that's a a friendly crab
9: but you can also put a sensor for instance a distance sensor or a gesture sensor on it so so that uh, you can you know train it to do tricks depending on what gestures you do in front of it or things like that so uh, with jeff uh, doing a lot of, uh, work, uh, some year ago, about, uh, with the camera. I also made a camera, uh, shield for it. So you can put, uh, a camera on it and you can actually modify the HTTP server in circuit Python to stream from that camera. Ooh. So then you can on that website you have with those four buttons, you also have the stream from the camera. Neat. I don't have that working right now. Uh, as I, I said, you need to hack the, the HTTP server yeah. library a little bit to not close the socket because, uh, I'm using AsyncIO internally to do several things at once stream from the camera and walk at the same time, for instance.
2: This is super neat. Um, if folks want to build these, uh, where can they find out more information?
9: Right. Uh, I put everything on hackaday.io. So all the documentation uh, is in there. I will post a link in the in the Discord. The- oh, thanks. I just wanted to quickly show one more. Yeah. What else, you guy? So I'm using those LiPo batteries that are quite convenient for me. Those are mostly used for vaping. Yeah. And I, I found there is a battery that is a little bit smaller, That's cute. <laughs> than that, but looks the same. And there are also those servers that are a little bit smaller. I decided to make a robot oh, battery. It's a the <laughs> same, but it's smaller. <laughs> it's the same kind of battery. Yeah, how about smaller. a kilogram? Okay, it's a little friend. And it uses the, I don't know if it's actually at the fruit or if is it Seed Studio? This one is uh, Seed Studio. Uh, board, but uh, Oh, that makes hey, sense. You could use a little
2: cutie. Fo- oh, that's cute. That's cute. Are you gonna put that up on um your Hack Day IO? Uh,
9: there is one problem. You, you can't buy those servers
2: anymore. Oh, you can't buy them anymore. Okay,
9: well. Yeah. So so I I I, I will put the design files up there because yeah, you know, it's possible they will come back at some point. Oh, but, that's uh, really nice. Those are from picking the and they discontinued them like that's five so years cool. ago. I that like it, the, nice one nice. Has, the
2: movement is really nice. It, it looks very organic.
9: Yeah. That's because of, of the Async IO where I can, uh, have several, uh, like layers of animation yeah. at the same time. So I can move it forward at the same time as separate thread is moving the legs up and down. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's very organic because of that, because you don't yeah. really have steps. Yeah. It's all happening. Uh, like, all right. Great.
2: We, we were just in a meeting a lot too long ago, and I had watched like a show um, about how everything eventually evolves to crabs and nature. Like everything eventually, on long enough timeline. That's That's the, great. The, the, this is it's, starting it's to. This is starting to make me think it's true. All right. Well, thank you so right, much, Jessica, you it's been great you. to see you.
1: you.
2: All right. We're gonna go to Delci, and then DJ Devin's gonna play us up. Delci, what you got going on?
10: Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. The long-awaited, finally returned of Rolling Thunder.
1: Woo! Yeah.
10: We have re-outfitted it with NeoPixels, and we've got a fresh Raspberry Pi four on the back. Uh, it does a Wi-Fi hotspot. It projects a galaxy projector. That's a little spaceman in the upper uh, upper corner yeah. there. Oh, yeah. It has a a sound system, and it runs Kismet in the background.
4: <laughs>
2: well,
10: yeah.
1: <of> okay. <laughs>
10: So uh, I just today got this back going after a complete refit of the motor assembly and fresh batteries and rewiring. So the uh, the pie goes back on next, and then all new code in time to roll this down the street to DEF CON. Yay! Outstanding. That's awesome. And even more fun, over on the bench, this is a gift for a friend of mine. Back in the 1980s, Radio Shack made these little toy fireman's hats. And you can see it had a little battery and a rotating motor. Yeah. And it would, uh, it would just rotate around. And it was literally a physical motor and a piece of metal and an old light bulb. So I gutted it and I put in a, uh, a little Adafruit board, a little Neopixel or two. And when you hit the switch, oh, cool! I don't know if you can hear it.
2: Just a little bit, yeah.
10: It it plays the Beedo alarm from Minions. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, hold it up to the. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and it's programmable through the USB cable, but you can see I've kept the original the original structure. Yeah. And just took out the original uh, parts, and there, were, there was like battery acid everywhere, and it was just it was just pure evil. Yeah. But uh, I modded it up, and it's going to get cleaned up a little bit, a little coat of paint, and going back out to one of my friends. Sweet! Uh, excellent
2: project. And so if you have any photos of either one of them, um, You know, let us know, and we'll post them out.
10: This is a piece of ancient technology called a craft access terminal. Ooh. It's very similar to what people call lineman's handset, except it had a 300 baud modem in it and you could use it to connect to the switch to turn your phone on or off if you were a lineman uh, doing your job. What I've done is I have gutted most of it because who needs a 300 baud modem anymore? I replaced the screen with a Pi portal which fits perfectly right in that spot. Mm. Uh, I'm getting a GPIO expander board so I can use the original keypad to do touch tones. And it's going to become a portable lineman set uh, using Pi Portal.
2: Oh, that's nice. cool. So
10: it'll be a dialer. It'll do your various boxes. I've already started on the code, but I'm missing a few parts which are on their way to me which I ordered two days ago, so I'm very, very excited about that. All right. And, again, I hope to have that all good to go in time to show it off at DEF CON.
2: Outstanding. All right. Well, thank you so much, and send us any photos um, or put them in the chat so folks can find out more. Yes, this I will do. All right.
1: All right, watch out driving down to DEF CON because people are going to think that you're part of, like, some, you know (laughs) – uh, casino display. They're going to be like, I wanna- <laughs> they're try yanking things on you to see if coins come out.
2: All right.
0: DJ Joe plays out. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's been a lot of Feather DVI projects. So I did uh, uh, like a temperature thing. Ooh, there's temperature might- up here, uh, hum- or pressure, and then humidity over there and give me one second here
2: what's the uh 1015.9 that. that is the, that's
0: the pressure all
1: right. all right looks great
0: and then i cheated because you can't put the airlift on there right because it's just not enough ram and i tried gif io2 and yeah it just doesn't doesn't work like that so i cheated and these are three different browser windows open. And obviously, you guys and Brent will probably recognize Whippersnapper is running in the background. Ah, that's good so, if you combine that with that, and I used, I bought from Adafruit an HDMI capture. So, I'm capturing this, <laughs> oh. overlaying that, and we get
1: this. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, check that out. That's, that's, a, good nice.
4: idea.
0: Uh, that's a good idea. A pragmatic use that's- of the feather DVI.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is neat. This is what we were hoping people would do with this because you can kind of, uh, mix and match a bunch of different data sources and then you could do some neat mm-hmm. things with video overlays and then you get your own like dashboard the way you want it.
0: This exactly. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, All right, uh, and be- as, as you can see, oh, and um, that, this will be on my GitHub under uh, Feather DVI because I have a like boards, Raspberry Pi, Feather DVI. You yeah. know, I I organize my boards just like you guys. All right, um, All right.
2: this is a great project. Nice
0: work. As, as you can see, it's getting pretty hot in Florida, and I'm yeah. pretty sure that I got a fever right now. There's only <laughs> one prescription. Yeah. <laughs> Work out. Yay! yay, 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 yay.
2: <laughs> All, right. All right.
1: It's a party at DJ Devin's house.
2: All right. That was an excellent way to play out show and tell.
1: Thank you, DJ Devin. Also <laughs> known as Dragon yeah. Jockey Devin. Please. All right.
2: So that's our show and tell for the night.
1: I don't even know what we'll I just saw. We'll be back
2: next week. Thank you so much, everybody. Amazing projects and more. Thanks for the making creativity this- is amazing. Yeah. Thanks for making this the best half an hour of the week. Every single week, we love seeing the projects. We'll see
0: everybody on Ask the Engineer in just a couple of minutes. Bye, everybody. Bye,
4: everybody.